Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Thanks for joining us today. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. On this show, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, we're giving you insights and advice on how to move the ball and make things happen. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't already done so, please follow the podcast so that you never miss a future episode as part of this series or the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests this series, as well as for the season. Now, today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Andre Yosevash. Andre, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you on with us today. Let me just share a little bit about your background for our listeners. Andre is a wide receiver who played college football at Princeton University. During this past season, Andre was a senior captain who led the Ivy League with 66 receptions, and he had 943 receiving yards and seven receiving touchdowns. Andre was also a first-team All-Ivy selection, as well as FCS first-team All-American and Phil Seals, Ivy Offensive Player of the Year. We will discuss Andre's college football journey, the NFL Combine, Pro Day, and more on today's show. All right, Andre, are you ready to move the ball? Yes, ma'am, let's do it. All right, so I want to start off our conversation by running things way, way back. You are from Honolulu, Hawaii, and tell us about when was the first time that you picked up a football or just suited up? Yeah, so I've been playing football for pretty much as long as I can remember. I mean, I started playing flag football at five years old and then tackle football at seven years old. So it's always been around. I was actually born in Japan before we moved to Hawaii. So that's where my parents met. So they met in Japan, and then we moved to Hawaii. But football was the first sport I played when I moved there. I mean, it's the sport that I love. And what about football made you fall in love with the game? I mean, I love just running around. You know, my speed is still a part of my game now. But it's just like the perfect team sport, I think. It's like a team where everyone needs to do their job. And once it works correctly, it's like a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I've been a student of the game since I was four years old, fell in love with it at a young age. And so it's just something that's been kind of a part of who I am and for a long, long time. And my listeners know that I've written a couple of books. My latest book was called Dominate the Game, How Life Changes When You Show Up. And I I chose that title. I'm very intentional about things that I do. And when I picked that subtitle about showing up, I did so because the results that you look for in your life really do happen when you show up the right way, when you be where your feet are, when you control what you can control, and when you do things to move the ball. You've certainly been a standout athlete. You've done great things so far in your career. What are some of the habits and practices that you've done? How have you shown up every day to be at this position, you know, a member of the 2023 NFL draft class, just excelling at your craft? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it pretty hard, like just being where your feet are, understanding that you have to have intent with everything that you do. 
if we're looking at where I am now, this draft process started kind of a long time ago, honestly. I think I really started taking it seriously over COVID. So when we got sent back from COVID, the Ivy League was actually the only league not to have football. So, you know, you could either attend school online, but you would have to play your last season somewhere else. Or I had the option to, you know, take a leave of absence so I could finish and graduate with my friends and just play my last year at Princeton. Also, classes in Hawaii would have been really hard to do because of the time difference and stuff like that. So I figured it was in my best interest to kind of take the year off. At that point, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? I go to the best undergraduate school in the country, but I've also been blessed athletically. I know, you know, I had a decent sophomore season. My coaches always believed in me that I could be great. But you still have to take it upon yourself to be great, even if you have the tools. I have the athleticism, you know, or the speed, the quickness, but you need to put in the work. So that year, I literally just every day I made sure I worked out. I did my mobility. I did football. I caught balls. So I like I had a workout routine every single day for that whole year. And you can really see the results. My junior year where I really popped off. And it's just about being where your feet are. And understanding that even on the days where you kind of don't want to do things, you need to understand what's at stake and push through those days because that's what makes you great. Oh, absolutely. And I really like about how it's up to you to take charge. So in my first book, Move the Ball, I always tell people that like you're like the quarterback in your life. And so you have to really take command, take charge to drive that ball forward. doesn't matter if you have the tools like you mentioned or everything around you. If it's not within you to take charge, then you're not going to be as great as somebody else who really embraces and has ownership over everything and does what they need to put in the work to be able to move the ball and to dominate in their field, whatever that field may be. And I'm glad that you mentioned the COVID year, because I was going to ask you about that being that you were part of the only league that canceled the football season. And so, I mean, mentally, how was that for you to adjust to that? I mean, obviously you made sure that you were intentional about your time and you made it work for you so you could excel when you got back on the field. But I mean, it's still an adjustment to like, you have this plan and then all of it gets thrown out the window. Yeah. I mean, it's all about, you know, adjusting how, how well can you adjust and how do you take things in a good way? You know, like everyone's like, obviously it was a horrible thing when it first happened. Everyone was sent home. Everyone was, oh my God, what am I going to do? But once you get over that phase, you kind of have to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? Right? Like, am I going to use this opportunity to get better? Or am I going to use it to just do nothing? And you got to find ways, even when people are hurt, people are still getting better in ways that they can. It's just all about maximizing the opportunities that you have at that moment. Absolutely. And you play the wide receiver position. When you look at that skill position, what are the things that you think are necessary to really be successful at the next level in the NFL? And then secondly, what makes you elite above all the other wide receivers out there? Yeah. So the skills that I have, I think I check all the boxes, I I would assume. I'm fast. I'm strong. I'm physical. I'm quick. I'm good with the ball in my hands. I can win at all three phases of the defense, like take a short pass, run long, catch balls over the middle, and also take the top off of defense. I think going to the next level, I just need to, you know, just understand my body more, watch more film, just especially when I get into the league, just ask a bunch of veterans, you know, what they did, because they're the ones with all the knowledge. And I think you kind of have to go in there with a white belt mentality to, you know, get going quickly. For sure. I like that white belt mentality. Being someone who is a third degree black belt, I've been a white belt before and understand kind of that mentality. So why did you choose to go to Princeton? I mean, Princeton is very far away from Hawaii, very different environment. Why there? As a child growing up, middle school, high school, my dad was always really hard on me academically. And we kind of knew that my path that I wanted to take from that point was to go to the NFL, even as a child. So the goal was always to go to Stanford, their Pac-12, D1 school and also good sports 
that was the, the dream school. But I, I didn't produce that well or that much my junior year. So I had to take it upon myself. Me and my dad had to take it upon ourselves to, you know, get some exposure. So I was lucky enough to have him help me, you know, create this little plan to go on an Ivy League tour for camps. And so I did like a Princeton camp, a Brown one, a Yale one, then a Dartmouth one. And Princeton and Dartmouth pretty much offered me around the spot. And Princeton just felt like a family. And they really liked as an athlete. And I could see how excited they were to have me. And it was the best undergrad school in the country. So I couldn't really turn it down. For sure. I mean, it's great academically. And so that's always important too, because, you know, football will end at some point. So having that strong foundation academically is really good as well. And the network that you have from Princeton University is outstanding as well. And the other thing too, you made me think about, especially in today's day with technology and everything, even if you aren't at like your number one school, like if you produce on the field, people will find you, scouts will find you. I mean, there's so much data out there. So even going to an Ivy League school is not necessarily a detriment. It's just about making it work for you, handling your business and showing out on the field. Exactly. And that's what I had to do. And now I'm in the spot that I am. So I'm very blessed. So Princeton, from New Jersey, from Honolulu, Hawaii, how did you adjust to, I mean, it's very different culturally, climate-wise, it's also different. How was that for you? I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit tough my first semester, just getting used to the culture, getting used to the weather, getting used to the football. Still, you have a lot of things thrown at you, and you're all the way across the country, you have no family around you, nobody from your former school around you, you know, you're not local or anything like that, so you're pretty much all on your own, but after you get through that first semester, you kind of just have to take everything as it comes. You know what I mean? Like, like you said before, you know, be where your feet are. Just try to be, I want to say not try to be level-headed, but you know, you just got to take everything as it comes. And after that first semester, it was, it was cool. You get used to everything and you make friends and yeah, now, now I love it. And I haven't been back home for a while. So when I was training back in Tampa, I miss all my boys up here. So I'm really glad to be back. Oh, for sure. And I was just thinking about you being from Hawaii and going to Princeton. I mean, I used to live in Southern California and I used to fly to London all the time. And that's a long flight, but that's about the same distance. I mean, I didn't verify it, but it's a similar distance going from Princeton, New Jersey to Honolulu, Hawaii too. So very, very long flights far away from family. So definitely an adjustment. And you've obviously done a great job of adjusting, adapting, and then doing well on the football field. Now, something else that people don't know about you is, or they may not know, is you didn't just play football. You also ran track. And so you definitely got some speed. You're an NCAA record holder as well. Completed the 60 meter run segment of the heptathlon in 6.71 seconds, three time indoor Ivy champion as well. So lots of accolades as well in track, not just in football. So very, very impressive. You're definitely moving the ball and dominating, as I would like to say. And something you've said before is you say, I get faster and faster every year. I've been blessed to come to a place that has allowed me to do both track and football. How has track really helped you to step up your football game? And it's just all about being an athlete, especially with the event that I do. It's basically how athletic are you? How You learn a bit of technique here and there, but it's all about your pure athleticism. And so I'm running fast. I'm jumping far. I'm jumping high and twirling over a pole, like with a pole over a bar. It's just, there's so many different traits of athleticism that you can see from track that it can only help you as an athlete. And when you reflect back on your career at Princeton, what are some of the things you've learned about yourself during your time there? And how have you grown not only as a player, but also as a person? Yeah, I mean, Princeton definitely was a once in a lifetime experience. And I'm very grateful for the person that it's made me today. And I mean, it's just, you have to do school at Princeton. You're a student first. Even a lot of these big schools, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but they take pride in their football first. You know what I mean? And here you're a student who plays football. 
And so you need kind of need to understand that and you need to know how to manage your time so that you can get the most recovery you can, the most you get in the training room as much as you can, but still get all your work done and have a decent GPA, you know, like, you know, everyone who comes to Princeton has pride in how how well they do in school, you know, and so you want to keep up with those guys too. And it's all about just managing your time, managing your stress at the same time, knowing when to take breaks as well. You got to take time to just take breaks and just be with yourself because if your mind isn't in the right place, then your work isn't going to be in the right place and your your play on the field isn't going to be right. So it's just all about managing, like just growing up and managing everything. Yeah. And I like the fact that you talk about taking timeouts because I, I feel like in today's culture, it's all about the hustle and the grind. And those things are important, but it's really about maximizing the time that you put into whatever activities you're doing for your craft. But then also you need to take those timeouts, not only for recovery from a body standpoint when it comes to physical activity like football, but also mentally just to recharge, refocus, reset your mind as well. Now, you joined Princeton football program in 2018. That year, the team really showed out in the Ivy League undefeated championship season. Coming into the program that year, there were guys on the team in your position group like Jesper Horstead, Steven Carlson, who really, they dominated and they all went on to play in the NFL as well. When you look at guys like that and others in your position group, how did they help you to become better at this position? I mean, those were the guys who I looked up to. I saw how hard they worked. They were very talented, but I also saw what, what they put in every day. You can have guys who are super athletic and just make plays all the time. But to have a real role model, they need to be someone who you want to be as a man as well. And so they put in the work, but they're also extremely talented. And even guys like John Lovett, one of the best quarterbacks ever in Ivy League history. And he was one of the hardest workers I knew. And then I saw, I knew I was athletic, but there was a certain level of work that needed to be accompanied by it to succeed. And you were a team captain this past season. What did it mean to you to earn that kind of recognition and respect from your peers? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I was really nervous going up to it because it is one of the, you like to feel like your peers understand what you want for the team and getting picked by them is like one of the best things that's ever happened to me is your boys picking you to lead them basically in war. There's pretty much no greater feeling than that. Oh, completely agree. Yeah, to someone who serves in the military, it's definitely an honor to be recognized in a position of leadership by your peers. And it's a pretty strong bond when you're in a football program, similar to when you're in the military. And so, yeah, I'm sure it's a great feeling to have that honor bestowed upon you and that trust placed in you also. Now, you were one of the select few to be invited to the Combine, which is an honor. What was it like for you getting that invitation? What was the first thing you did when you found out? I probably texted my mom, dad, and then I texted my girlfriend too. The director of ops here at Princeton was like the person who kind of figured out that I was going to go. And he was really happy for me. I remember her like emailing me saying like, oh, my God, like I think you're going to go. And everyone was just really excited for me. And it was just a great time. And preparing for the NFL Combine is a lot of work as well as prepping for Pro Day, which you just had recently, too. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that, that people I don't think they have a lot of insight into just how much work you put into that preparation for that moment. Right. And it's not just about being on the field. Of course, there's the on the field workouts, the drills, but there's also media interviews, team interviews, medical. There's all kinds of things going on. And so you were doing your pre-combine training in Florida. What were some of the things you were really working on improving upon? A lot of my physical aspects, the vert, the broad, the 40, being a better receiver, getting stronger. We also were able to talk to mental coaches, financial advisors, interview coaches, you know, trying to hone every aspect of you as a football player. And they were long days too, because they know that the days in India were going to be pretty long and strenuous and even at the senior bowl. And so I think they prepared me well. I think I did well at both events. 
on the field and also with the interviews and the media and just waiting around doing medical. So yeah, I think they prepared me well. And you were also extended a Reese's Senior Bowl invitation. And so you showed out during practice, were recognized as a top performer there. What was the experience being at the Senior Bowl? Because it's not just about the game. There's other events that are going on, practices, meetings, that kind of thing as well. Yeah, the experience was great. I mean, I think I was the most excited just to go against Power 5 guys. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of my friends could have been out there too, competing with these dudes. And that's what was really fun about the pro day as well, just being there with my friends just playing football, you know, that's that's pretty much all it is when it comes down to it. It's just playing football. And did you feel any pressure? Because, I mean, like, people talk about how important the combine is. There's a lot of emphasis is placed on how well you do there and how you interact with teams and other people. So did you feel some pressure with that or were you pretty calm and cool going into it? I think that you're always a little bit anxious, at least for the on the field portion. But in terms of the interviews and stuff like that, you kind of want to be yourself. Because you don't want to go to a team that doesn't want you for who you are as a person. That would just be a conflict of interest for both parties at that point. You want to just be yourself. Of course, you want to answer questions correctly. Or if they're showing you plays or something, you want to answer those things correctly. But in terms of just getting to know me, getting to know them, I... I'm not really nervous for that kind of stuff. And you ended up being, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you were the second top wide receiver when it came to running the three cone as well as the 20 yard shuttle. So it definitely did well and showed out at the combine. When you look back at your experience during that entire week of events, what are like the most memorable things or things you'll take away from being at the combine? Just being in front of my dad, my brother and my girlfriend who came up to see me, which I felt very blessed. You know, I have a great support system behind me and just being able to feel that support from them. You know, every time I caught a ball, I would look look over at them and wave or smile because I know they were feeling a little bit nervous for me as well, but that's just what I do. I, I do that football stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's natural for me. And so just seeing them in the stands was actually my favorite part. Well, it's definitely an exciting time for family to come, for you, obviously, as someone who gets to showcase their skills, too. I always love going to Indy and seeing everyone perform every year. I don't even know. I've lost count how many times I'm there, but it's always a fun time to be in Indy at Lucas Oil. It's a great place to have the combine. So if a team were to ask you, why should I pick you, Andre, over somebody else, what would you say? Well, first of all, in terms of the football field, I think I'm explosive. I think I can win at all three levels of the defense. I'm willing to learn multiple positions. I'm smart. Wherever you want me to be, I'll be there. You know what I mean? So you'll get someone who's hardworking, who's also a good football player. And I think that's everything you need. Great answer. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have some fun questions. We'll be right back. Hey, have you moved the ball in your own life today? If you're working toward your dream job, a new personal record, or a bigger salary, you need a plan to consistently make progress. That's why I wrote Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. These books are packed with strategy and easy to implement tips on gaining clarity of your goals, developing your own personalized playbook for success, pushing your boundaries of comfortability, and really elevating and dominating. Go to www.dominateandmove.com and enter code DOMINATE2023 for a 20% discount on the bundle. And all books are signed copies as well. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, Andre, we are back. And I want to run you through my two-minute drill and ask you some fun things. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Let's do it. All right. First question is, outside of football, what do you like to do? My favorite thing to do outside of football is go body surfing. There's this beach five minutes from my house in Hawaii called Sandy's Beach. And it's the best body surfing beach, probably. I mean, one of the better body surfing beaches in the world. It's just shore break waves, catch some barrels and just play in the water. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Compassionate, 
focused, driven. Great three words. What is one thing most people don't know about you? Hmm. I guess I kind of mentioned it before with the COVID thing that, you know, I took the year off basically to graduate with my friends because I knew that if I played good enough, I could get an opportunity in the NFL. But I kind of just did it because I wanted to graduate with my friends and be with those coaches who helped support me on the way up. What is the best piece of advice you've been given by a coach or a mentor? My high school track coach, actually, his name is Coach Gary Satterwhite. He was nice to me, but he was always a little bit hard on me. But he just told me just, it's very cliche, but he said it in that kind of like sterner way. He's like, just be confident, be who you are. You know what you can do. And I did what I did that senior track season. And yeah, it just stuck to me ever since. And I think he carries a lot of weight with the things that I do now. And you talk about confidence. I mean, that's such an important thing is when you're confident in who you are and what you know you're capable of, regardless of what other people are saying. And you're a competitive athlete. There's all kinds of social media out there where people are criticizing you one day, praising you the next or vice versa. But when you're confident, like, you know what you can do, it shows out on the football field. I've had a lot of guys on the show in the league that talk about how when their confidence increased, they saw the results pan out that season. And it's such an important thing is to just believe in your abilities. Yep. Yep. Because you're in your own mind. So you're the only person who can affect it. Right. Now I'm going to flip this and ask, what is the best piece of advice that you would give someone? I would say maybe like how we were talking about before, just live in the moment, you know, just be where your feet are. Basically, I think you can never really go wrong if you just accept things for what they are and control what you can control. I like that. Obviously, I've said it too. So I believe in it as well. Would you rather be the world champion of your sport or the CEO of Billion Dollar Company? champion of my sport. And why? That's what my life is, you know, <laughs> like you can have all the money in the world. You know, a billion dollars is awesome. It's a crazy amount of money. But for me, I when I think of success, it's for me, it's in a sport. There's no right answer. So it's always good to hear what people think there. The next question is you have 24 hours and a private plane that will take you anywhere. Where are you going? I have to pick just one place or I have to pick like a couple places. You can go wherever you, we got 24 hours. I would have to end at home though. That's, that's would be my last stop. But I'd probably go to Thailand. I need to go to Japan. I was born in Japan, but I haven't been back there in a long time. I go to Japan. So probably like Japan, Thailand, then Egypt or something, and then back home. (laughs) Okay, hit the Asian Pacific side of the world. Both Japan and Thailand are great places to be. I've been there to Japan more times than Thailand, but definitely some good choices. Not been to Egypt. One day I will check out Egypt as well. I really want to see the pyramids and like the Sphinx and all that kind of stuff. I think think it's really cool. For sure. Now the bonus question is, do you sing in the shower? (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I do. I'm not going to lie to you. And would your girlfriend say that you're good? She doesn't tell me to stop. So... I'll take that for what it is. Okay. (laughs) Now, something else that I learned about you was that you enjoy songwriting as well as playing video games. So tell us about the songwriting. Well, yeah, me and my friend just back in high school, we used to, there was like a little studio that we could use and we would just go in there on our free time and just freestyle or rap or make songs. He's a really good producer now. He goes to Columbia, but that was something we did in our free time a bunch just for fun. It helps to be creative too, just get the mind flowing a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And so when football comes to an end, do you think you'll continue doing something along the lines of songwriting? Or have you thought about that much? Oh, oh my, that, that, that was just more of a fun little thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Andre, let people know so they can keep up with you on your journey. Where are you at on social media? My Instagram handle is Dre Slug. So it's D-R-E-I Slug. And then my Twitter handle is just my first and last name, Andre Yosivash. And then TikTok is the same thing, I think. I think if you search up Andre Yosevash, I'll probably pop up. 
Okay. And we'll have your links in our show notes so people can find you easily and they can follow you on your path to the draft and beyond. Well, Andre, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been a true pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I wish you much success in the draft. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Once again, if you haven't already done so, hit that follow button so that you're always in the know for future episodes. And also share the show with a few friends too. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball. All right, thanks everyone. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends too. Next, I want you to go to getinsidethehuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.